Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. Hi, I'm Imri, the host of The Wannabe Podcast, the podcast that takes you from where you are now to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. I'm so excited that you're here. Just a quick reminder that if you are enjoying this podcast as it's coming to the end of its season, I would encourage you to share it with a friend and leave a rating and review on iTunes so that I can know exactly what you want to happen next season. I've also been doing some Twitter polls, so I would love it if you would go and follow and engage with those as well because I want to make sure that next season is really directional, really focused and really helps you get to, well, where you want to be. We're only a few days away from Shout Out Live Radical Women, sponsored by Spotify, and I'm allowed to share the £10 off code on the podcast, finally. So this Saturday, you can learn how to record, edit, and script your future podcast. Connect with the commissioning editors at Spotify, the BBC, and Audible. You can ask the leading women in podcast questions about growing your audience, and you can attend a social media strategy workshop and learn how to speak to your audience directly. More importantly, you will learn how to get your podcast sponsored by Acast, the team behind my Bose, Estee Lauder and NHS campaigns. You do not want to miss this. And I would love, love, love to have you in the room, not only because it's a fantastic day and I really put so much work into this lineup to make sure that you can walk away and create the very best podcast that you can create had you not come and also I'm doing a live show and it's my final one of 2018 and I really would love to see listeners show up and really just connect with me on a personal level because actually I'm so much better in person to get tickets head to solivefestival.com that's s-o-l-i-v-e-f-e-s-t-i-v-a-l.com and use code radwomen18 that's r-a-d-w-o-m-e-n-18 to get 10 pounds off also this will be in the show notes so just go to the show notes and just copy and paste what you need to copy and paste for now this week's guest is chidera Ageru also known as The Slum Flower. She's an award-winning blogger, TEDx speaker, and presenter. Her blog, The Slum Flower, addresses the subjects of female empowerment, self-confidence, self-love, black hair, fashion, and self-exploration. Described as a millennial mastermind by Elle magazine, Chidera was recently the only British girl to make it on the BuzzFeed's 30 Black Girls You Should Follow on Instagram list. Her first book, What a Time to Be Alone, is going to be published this month. In today's episode, The Slumfer and I share why it's essential that you have varied interests that you draw inspiration from when you're creating your online presence. We discuss the pressure she felt to conform to the flat tummy tea crates on Instagram. She says what she believes are the key ingredients to having brands pitch to her. 
We also touch on the art of pitching brands and why it's essential you know the value you are offering. She'll tell you what it takes to cultivate a community and what she's doing to ensure they stick with her. And she debunks the idea that thousands of followers equals money in the bank. Podcasting is now becoming like this groundswell, which is exciting because it means that we're in a space where there's now lots and lots of opportunity. And then, yeah, it's so easy to just be like, oh my God, this person's doing this, this person's doing this, Mm. this person's doing this. Uh, What does that sound like? And I remember like we nearly took, I nearly took out the whole network because I was just drowning in comparison. But then do you know what? Funny enough, I saw a tweet today and that that really motivated me to go for the podcast thing where I saw that someone said that... um, like how everyone's starting a podcast now. Back mm. in the day, people were like, let's let's start a band. There was times when yeah. so many people were in a band, like in the parents' garage. Like, this is like an American white boy thing. I can't relate. First of all, I cannot relate. Which band? Which garage? I mean, I live in Peckham. It's not yeah, garage it or band. But I've been seeing a lot of that. There was times when in the 80s and 70s, everybody was in the band. And yeah, like, Everybody wanted to be, you know, streamed on radio and on TV. So it's the equivalent to that. It's yeah. just about, just do it. Just, yeah. my friend, just do it. Yeah, exactly. And so... You know, it's easy to get caught up and we get pictures all the time that's like, I'm going to, I want you, I want to do what you're doing, but with my voice or my, I'm like, no, no, like go into isolation, go into like dark tunnel zone and just think, what do you actually want to create? Like, because yes. I'm fairly certain what you want to create is not what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, So what do you want to do? So we're having those conversations and we're now like re-educating and like helping people come to find their own voices within this space, which is really exciting and really fun. But yeah, I can definitely relate to that, like not being so consumed in social media because I will get into an Instagram K-hole. Like, Listen. Oh my God, this person's doing this. And this I'm like, this person's here. pregnant. I'm like, <laughs> I want to be pregnant now. It's like, it's like babies <laughs> are the new Birkin bags now. Literally, baby bumps are like the new thing. It's oh like, wow, God. like you're actually styling up your bump. Like, and then they do those pictures where like they post the before picture with the baby. Yeah. And, and they then post the after. after picture holding the baby. I'm like, wow, like this is actually a handbag, but a baby. I want one. Can I get two? I'm finished. <laughs> and then I know I follow loads of like it's not there's some obscure things going on on my Instagram. I follow loads of like giving birth accounts. Okay. Because you know what? It's actually very beautiful to see that process. I don't know, I've always had a thing of like I used to want to be a midwife Instagram when I was a child. Let's you do that. Yeah. <laughs> like that I mean it doesn't show all the stuff, but it just shows like the moment when the baby's out or like really cute moments where the mom's like, eh holding the child it's like oh this is cute I mean I like some weird art but Jesus <laughs> but you know what the good thing about having obscure and really relatively strange interests on the internet is that those are the places where your inspiration comes from Absolutely. in ways that people cannot even try to imitate because it's like you don't you don't even know that I could have been inspired by literally seeing a baby like leap out of his mother <laughs> and like that has taught me to just go for things and like it could be just something so random and unrelated but yeah. I learned that from going to university so I, st- I went to London College of Fashion and I studied nice. um fashion design development degree and they always taught us that in order to do research properly you've got to look at everything except for the one thing that is your theme yeah or else you're only going to regurgitate what's on the runway or regurgitate what's already made so let's say like you're trying to like your your theme is east meets west which is like the most corny theme just go look at fish or go look at like <laughs> wallpaper go look at things that are so unrelated and yeah. try to extracts meaning from it and that's what I try to do and that's why that's why I feel like my work remains organic because I try to extract meaning from the most unpredictable places that's beautiful everybody can do that everybody if you want to stand out just be unpredictable yeah I found that I I I didn't know my interests were as obscure until I told other people what are your obscure interests I've told you about mine okay so there's this like (laughs) 
really so I actually post some of them on my personal Instagram now because I just don't give a crap what anyone has to say <laughs> and people I've lost followers because my art is too weird the, my art interest, you make art oh your art interest no no it's just the interest I can't make shit um, but like there's this one thing that I really want to post I haven't posted it yet that I found which is like this guy had like skinned a peen Okay. It's just like this skin veiny thing that just jump, it's like animated and it jumps around. It's disgusting. And I live. Um, well, I follow loads of weird accounts. Like there's this, this account called whats.on. Ooh. It's W-A-T-T-S and then dot O-N. And they post the most like strange but exciting things. It's like, wow, I wish my brain could function like that, you know. Like I clearly don't have the range, but I enjoy this. <laughs> I I enjoy I it too. You, man. Do you know what? If I was you, I would be posting I'm going to post it, you know. I'm just, I'm just waiting. I just need to know that certain people just... Are prepared. I just or like, to, like creating something that's somehow building up to it to want to be and like it's not going to be a wanna be thing. It's definitely like <laughs> a personal account. Like, nah, wanna be skin pain. <laughs> wanna be is nice and clean and wholesome. <laughs> Emery can be a hot mess. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely hear you on having those like really obscure things and drawing the inspiration because I think that is the thing. No one can replicate your formula because they don't know where you're. Exactly. What it is that you're consuming oh, oh. that makes it so interesting? Bruv. Um, so people have like actually said that about guests on the show, for example. They're like, how do you find these people? I'm like, I actually am I'm I'm, I'm actually looking, yeah. like I'm actually doing the work. Yeah, I'm actually like interested by a lot of things. <laughs> like, yeah, like when you're interested in what you do, you tend to find things, things that match yeah. your interests. Exactly. So who knows? People do <laughs> some work, like, come on. Um, so I wanna get to something that's been really challenging for you. I'm not sure what's been challenging for you. You seem happy all the time. Do so I? You do. I look like I seem like I'm always mad about something. Like either about men or just about life. I feel like I'm that's always kind vexed. of part of the whole thing though. But then you're like, you'll post something really like, men are trash. And then it will be, I love myself. I'm looking like a butterfly queen. Oh, and that's like, so me. Yeah. Yeah, so you like, got it spot on. Yeah. That's literally me. It's literally like that and then uh-huh. that. So <laughs> I just want to know, like, has there ever been a moment in your quest to be famous where you're like, oh, screw it. I just want to quit. Like, this is long. Do you know I'm what it is? It's it like, anymore. it's like less about me wanting to be famous and more about me wanting to actually find substance in my life. Mm-hmm. Being famous is something that is like the the icing because whether I was famous or not, I'm actually enjoying my human experience because I'm trying to find meaning and stuff and I'm trying to make sense of what life has presented me with. Mm-hmm. So like, for me, I think why I I always wanted to be famous as a kid was because I just really enjoy I just really enjoyed the whole lifestyle of being able to do what you want like because I have a very like mum tells me what to do a lot so I'm like my only way to be free <laughs> is to be famous and so it's just in my mind that fame for me is a sense of freedom even oh, though wow, okay. that might not necessarily be true anymore because I think freedom comes with responsibility so you aren't necessarily free if you do have freedom because then you still have to behave in a way that doesn't actually um manipulate or come at the expense of other people so you've got to minimize the amount of harm created on other people with all this freedom you have mm-hmm. so it's still a whole different responsibility in itself to be famous it's just the other end the other edge of the sword i think yeah um but i forgot what the question was the question was have you ever felt like you just wanted to give it up or just like nah do you know when i wanted to give up was when up. i saw that tummy tea was a thing on instagram and i was like oh. what flat tummy tea yeah like when people started selling <laughs> flat tummy tea and i was like oh because I personally don't agree with um, flat tummy tea. I don't like the idea of it, personally. Um, so I just think, I just feel like it's harmful. Yeah. But then so many people are making money off posting it. And I'm like, you know what? Like the world is already harmful as it is. I might as well. But then I'm like, you know what? I stand for more than just tummy tea. So I was wrestling with myself about the fact that it's so easy to be out here just selling tummy tea and just gathering bare followers and just like, whip. <sighs> it was just an easy route. Or I could use the hard route, which is, 
standing for what I believe in and doing it my way by being myself. Because being mm-hmm. yourself makes the journey just bear long. Like it just longs out the journey. Yeah. Because <laughs> and I'm so glad you admitted that. Oh, it's, it's so really true. Yeah. It's really hard to be yourself. Every day it's like, oh, I've got to be authentic. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, man, authenticity is such a responsibility. Because um, if you aren't being yourself and you're doing you're doing it the way the world wants you to do it, you're more likely to gain success quicker. Mm-hmm. But then the thing about the world and success is that it's all temporary. The world doesn't even know what it wants. The world just adapts exactly. to what's popping and what's hot. So if you actually give yourself time and if you actually believe in yourself enough, you'll be popping eventually and you won't have to bow to what the world wants. The world will be bound to what you want, e.g. Cardi B. Where yes. I believe that she has maintained herself throughout this whole time. She's been the same person. Yeah. And the world is now adapting to her. Like she is out here doing her thing. That's what I mean by like, do you know how many years she was a stripper for? She's been doing this for years. Like yeah. she's she's and she's still the same person who can't pronounce words right and who's still out here performing and just doing all the things and maintaining all her quirks. And that's why I feel like being yourself is the biggest risk of all, but it, it comes with the most rewards. Yeah. I agree. So I so when I do feel like giving up, I'm like, nope, we're not doing that today. We got things to do. We got bags to snatch. We got we got wigs to rip off. Like we've got things to do. Yeah, I hear you on that. Being yourself is the hardest thing to do. Mm. And like I've I'm ironic. Now, I'm now getting like really into the whole. Nah, that's actually not something Imri would do. Actually, <laughs> I have to go third person with it. I'm like, mm. oh, I can get this. No, Imri doesn't like it. You got to go like this. For. Yeah, and and it and it is it's now starting to kind of pay off gradually and mm-hmm. it does and when it pays off it pays off quickly like Girl. the rewards are there so it is it is nice but yeah it's definitely hard to be like no nah, but this is who i am i'm mm-hmm. not the kind of person hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss that's gonna drag someone that, that's not who I am it's not it's not how I it's not how I work like my body just doesn't react well to that kind of thing mm. I'm actually not out here on social media I'm like a hermit I like Netflixing so yeah I've yes. had to really accept like yeah no that's not me and FA's always trying to say oh you should do this and I'm like nah actually I'm good yeah um, I'm gonna be chill right here I hear that um, so yeah like I'm just kind of following all of those little threads of like oh I'm interested over here and I'll just follow it and I'm yeah. like eh that's alright <laughs> like yeah so I I definitely am very much inspired by your journey as well because Thank I you. think what is so nice to see is like this is Nicole Hannah-Jones creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. 
To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. You just don't care. Like, you just are out here loving yourself, like, wholly and fully. And it is, like, honestly the most inspiring thing to watch. I'm like, damn, I need to love myself on Slum Flower yes. level, you know? Like, I feel like I love myself. We can't actually afford to care, you know. Caring is actually becoming too expensive in this economy. Exactly. Like, <laughs> we're leaving the EU... Too much is going on. Like, we need to actually make the effort to love ourselves as much as possible while we still have the physical resources to do so. So it's for true. me, I'm like, listen, I've beaten so many odds to even be here. Like, every single day, I cheat death without even knowing, without even noticing. Like, do you know how many, do you know how many times a plane could have landed on my head randomly? You know those stories you read in, the, in like, Daily Mail where it's like, oh, man, man Isn't that like one in a million? Man 42 dies in power, helicopter lands on his head. That could be me, bruv. But it's not me for a reason because God still wants me to be here snatching wigs. And that's okay. I'm living in my purpose now. Wigs. So for me, every single day, I'm like, I want to live with intention. Yeah, I want to be here and I want to be like, I'm really enjoying my human experience. I'm really enjoying recovering from all these L's. Like, do you know how sweet it is, yeah? When you catch an L and then you recover from the L and you're just living loudly. And you're like, you know what? Yes. That L was good because it's giving my life context now. And I'm like, I'm just so joyous because y'all thought I would die from that L. But I'm back. I've risen, ho. I'm just it's doing so great. A, just doing a little Michelle Obama yes. dance. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> snaps to that because you're so right like yeah there's been times where life could have just taken me out like Listen, easily and I would have been the one to take myself cold. out so you know it's nice you're right to bounce back and be like actually I've bounced back even stronger than you thought I would have done so that's cool um I wanted to go really quickly into the more technical aspects of your day today. And that is just because I know that there are going to be people listening that just want to be like influencer life, right? (laughs) So how much of your work is you pitching yourself and how much of it is other people approaching approaching you? And when did that shift become one more one than Mm -hmm. the other? So there was a time when I used to do bare pitching and just get aired. So what I used to do, right? <laughs> I used to be that really annoying influencer that would just DM loads of brands. I would just copy and paste the image, copy and paste the message that I sent to one brand and just change like, the name of yeah. the person. I'm like, hi! <laughs> um, and they, I didn't know how transparent my approach was, but they could obviously tell that I'm just trying to get clothes or wigs off them. Yeah. And they just, <laughs> girl, we all got our vices. <laughs> they could tell I'm trying to get some wigs or clothes, right? Yeah. They wouldn't even reply. I would just, I'll just see seen and I'm like, wow, it is well. It is well. Um, but why that strategy didn't work is because I wasn't offering them the value that I was trying to get off them. I didn't know that at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I reached a point where I just stopped pitching and I just started working on myself. And I was like, because I got too caught up in trying to have so much going on. So I looked like I was living a successful life. Mm. But I was met with a lot of disappointment when my, when my pitches wouldn't return any success to me because I was getting aired because I didn't know how to approach people properly. Yeah. And it was good that I was aired because I had to learn to actually approach brands properly because a lot of brands get it wrong as well when they approach influencers yeah especially new brands they don't know how to approach influencers or people that they want to work with yeah and that often creates a really bad impression on them because first impressions literally last and so i had to learn essentially to tighten up the way that i speak to people and actually just go back and build value on myself rather than focusing on trying to be liked by brands because brands are always going to exist and brands are always going to be looking for new people that can Absolutely. make their money so if I'm not if I'm not cool for you now I'll be cool later because me there have been so many brands here that I DM'd then like hi and then they, I was left on scene and then suddenly they're not in my inbox doing hi so it's like those full turnaround moments are incredible but now I do get a lot of brands that are just approaching me now so yeah. these days I don't even have to pitch for things you know I just 
check my inbox and see what's popping in the inbox and what I want to say yes and no to. Yeah. So I'm trying not to take on too much for myself. But that shift really, really occurred ending of last year. That was when stuff oh, wow. went from me trying to pitch to people pitching at me. Do you know what, what caused that? That it was the consistency People knew what I stood for And the thing is People talk So if people know What you stand for And you've been standing For it for a while You might not be interesting Maybe three months ago But four months later When the, the, the values change Or the conversation changes Suddenly you're relevant To that conversation And people are like Oh this person does this We should hit her up And then yeah. that's how people Start re- reaching out to me Because remember that Social attitudes are changing And the landscape is changing too So things that were um, Cool and valuable then Aren't really cool and valuable Anymore now People are looking for people that stand for something and people that can offer lasting substance beyond just having large followers. And that's why people like me hold a lot more value than I did maybe two, three years ago. Yeah, that's really cool. How do you, I want to know something really, it's going to sound really specific, but it shouldn't. <laughs> but because you have like, you do have a very large following, you have like a huge platform and a, a massive reach, right? So how do you translate that into, I guess, how do you translate your list your follower base into something meaningful for you do you have like a mailing list do you put them on your website like what 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 are you where are you I know what you're saying where are you driving these people to um I'm driving people to one my book and two I'm trying to create legacy Mm -hmm. through a long-term approach so I'm not trying to immediately ask people for stuff I've noticed that the more you give people the more they want to give you um, and when I announced my book, so many people were like, oh my gosh, it's time, finally. Yeah. But if I had taken an approach where I was constantly asking people for stuff or constantly making feel, people feel like they should pay for my stuff and give me stuff, they wouldn't have been as excited. Yeah. And so, um, also, just to clear things up, I don't actually make that much money. As someone who has loads of followers, like I, I'm almost on 100K followers on Instagram. I don't have 100K in the bank. I don't even have 10K right now. <laughs> but the thing is, I want to be transparent about that because yeah, that's important. people have this misconception that if you have a blue tick and like a heap, a bag of followers, then you have a bag of money in the bank. It's not even the case at all because people like me are only just learning how to negotiate and fend for ourselves. Absolutely. A lot of people have a lot of followers but don't know how to negotiate and fend for themselves. So they'll be getting into panels and deals where they don't even know they could have asked for way more because the influencer, quote unquote, influencer community it's not really much of a community. Like people aren't really sharing stuff about, you know, so what true. to ask for when people approach you. Like, how do you ask for money and how much should I be paid if I'm at this particular level of following? Like, no one's really talking about it. And so everyone is like learning too late. Like all your favorite influencers were undervalued for a long time. Mm. And it's just the rite of passage, really. So for me, I don't mind being undervalued because once I clock my value, it's over for everyone. And I don't yeah. mind. Like, it's like, <laughs> it reached a point where you actually make back what you lost all those years. That is so, so I'm true. happy with being patient because when I finally do reach that point where I've clocked the game, I'll be securing bags and I won't have to worry about, you know, the five or eight or however many years I was spent being undervalued because it will finally pay off. And so I think why I don't mind having that mindset is because I'm doing it for more than just money. Yeah. Like it genuinely excites me. And also I don't really leave my house much. If I don't have to leave my house, I'm not leaving my house. I'm not pointlessly <laughs> leaving my house. Like I'm not doing that. And that's how I save money because listen, you just sneeze and you've lost 10 pounds from your account. And living in London, like, you just have to sneeze, <laughs> sneeze. Uh, you haven't even touched your oyster yet. Just sneeze and your money is gone. So for me, don't invite me anywhere. Don't invite me anywhere, bruv. Don't invite me anywhere unless I'm going to be, you know, experiences something that will shift my perspective yeah so even if my friends are asking me to hang out I'll actually hang out you know because my friends are women that inspire me so that's worth me leaving my house like if I'm leaving my house it's got to add value to my head that's how I view it because a girl is trying to save money like this influence you. you're looking at is not making that much money and the thing is I don't want to pretend that I make a lot of money so that's why I don't I don't try to 
you know, portray a lifestyle that I don't have. I'm always rotating the same three wigs. Like, it's the same wig. It's not a different wig. It's the same wig. And if you see a wig on my head, I didn't pay for it. It was for free. Like, I managed to handle that wig. I'm not even being paid to promote it. And I'm okay with that. Because yeah. I'm like, trying to learn to develop relationships. And sometimes it's not always about money, you know. Like, for me... If someone offers to make me a wig for free, I'm not charging them to promote that wig because I want, I need hair, bruv. Like, yeah. <laughs> you've got to see things beyond money. Same Absolutely. way if someone offers you to give them your time, to give you their time and their time involves them doing something for you, like helping you set up equipment or helping you run something. Yeah. That is value being exchanged. We don't have to look at value as just money. Absolutely. Because as much as money is one kind of value, there are other kinds of value, like time, which is the most valuable thing. So if you're able to see long-term beyond making money you will last my friend because money is temporary as hell and it's like you can have all the money but you're not going to have the influence you want all the longevity that you want so it ultimately goes back to what do you want for me i want legacy and longevity and that involves being broke for a very long time but being happily broke knowing that you're doing what you love and you're reaching people and these people that you're reaching they're they're gagging to give you money they're just waiting for you to create something that they'll be able to be like thank Absolutely. you yeah. and that's why i've made this book finally like I, I i know exactly why i've chosen to do it at this particular point that's good no what is the name of the book for anyone listening it's called <laughs> What a time to be alone. What a name. <laughs> How refreshing is Chidera's honesty? I'm not sure about you all, but I enjoyed learning a bit more about what it takes to be an influencer today. On Wednesday, we talk about Chidera's childhood goals, more about why she wrote What a Time to Be Alone. We also cover her day-to-day life as an influencer. You can follow Chidera on Twitter and Instagram at The Slumflower. That's T-H-E-S-L-U-M-F-L-O-W-E-R. Make sure you lock back in on Wednesday. Also, Chidera will be at Shout Out Live Radical Women this Saturday leading a workshop called Choosing Yourself. It's perfect for anyone that's scared of public speaking, starting a solo podcast, or just wanting to gain more confidence in your everyday life. So please do come through. And if you're thinking of starting a podcast or you like the idea of having one, head down to Shout Out Live Radical Women sponsored by Spotify this Saturday. It's the podcast crash course I wish I had when I started. Head to solifestival.com and use code RADWOMEN18 to get £10 off. All of these will be in the show notes. If you like how this podcast is made and you think that you can do what I do, then you need to reach out to the Shoutout Network to find out more about membership or the new offering Shoutout Network Studios. Head on over to shoutoutnetwork.co.uk. Be sure to follow Wannabe on Twitter and Instagram at Wannabe Podcast. It has been so much fun to share more of my personal journey and my personal trials and tribulations on the Instagram account. It's wonderful to connect with you. I've been really fostering a wonderful community there. So please do follow at Wannabe Podcast on Instagram. It is really, really lovely there. If you're enjoying this podcast, please do leave a rating and review on iTunes, especially if you have feedback and comments on what you would like to see in next season. I would love to see some more of those. So please do leave a rating and review so that I can know what to do for next time. To get extended show notes listing the tools and resources we've talked about in this episode and past episodes, visit wannabepodcast.com. Show notes are updated every Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you on Wednesday. Bye. I'm John Prado, The Economist's US editor, and I'm the host of a new podcast about the 2020 elections and the road to power in America. We'll take you through the ideas and the social changes that are shaping politics in what promises to be an exceptional election year. That's Checks and Balance for the global view on democracy in America. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Acast or your podcast app.
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.